There we okay. go. We're recording. Cool. I'll just delete all this shit out. But uh, all right. Uh, welcome back. Fantastic episode I think we're going to have today. Uh, we're not going to talk about it like everybody else does before their episode. We're just going to do the episode, right? So uh, one of my favorite all-time me- memers of all time, most inspiring memer, probably my favorite female memer, other female memers, please don't be offended, but I mean, she's in a league of her own. Uh, her, her, her Closest pa- friend. <laughs> yeah. You're my closest meme friend. Uh, her, her page is uh, Namaste at Home Dad, uh, diss track slash love letters, caricature assassination, and esoteric jerk session. A subcultural tourist run on sentences. They're all memes and videos by me. It's. Uh, um, I want to change that so bad because of how pretentious that is. I read that the other night and I was just going to put redacted for pretentiousness, but then I was like, that sounds pretentious too. <laughs> I just, so I, I just think, left it and forgot about it. I think it's fantastic. This, I was trying it's to find accurate. a way to, well, I was trying to, like, how do I, how do I introduce you? What, what, uh, and that's, this is the best. You really got it all. Cause it's really hard to, to explain what you do. I think sometimes to people because it's memes and, and those are sometimes a little bit hard to talk about. And then yours are next level. But uh, anyway, welcome uh, Joelle Bouchard, Namaste at Home Dad. Thank you so much for coming on. Again, you, you really are one of my favorite people. I've been, I think, friends with you now for about like three or four years uh, via Instagram. And a couple of years ago through John, Cabbage Cat Memes, uh, got to know you on Facebook too. So yes. welcome. How are you doing? I am good. How are you? Fantastic. So much to talk about. Uh, cool story, uh, Small Bean. Now uh, make me a Soylent. <laughs> I'm making that a shirt. Are you really? I have to. That's what it is. It was like the famous shitty boardwalk tea based on cool story, babe. Now go make me a sandwich. Yeah. Like I uh, have to make that. That has to exist. At I least mean, for me to have it. I don't even know where to begin. So I just think you're just so funny. On Facebook, I see, I, I see the genesis of your memes on now, I think, on Facebook because you obviously have some kind of idea. I'm surprised you're not a Twitter star, by the way, but you, you put your, you put your, uh, your thought or your, your, your funny sentence out there on Facebook. You're, then I think the meme evolves from there, right? Sometimes. It's so disorganized. The most organization that goes into it is I text, no, I DM everything to myself on Facebook. Like if you were to look at my Facebook messages to myself, I put all my ideas in there and I do it in this like weird shorthand. So a lot of the time it doesn't make sense. Sometimes it doesn't even make sense to me. And I'm like, damn, I really hope this was not a good idea because I don't even know what I was talking about. But a lot of the time, I I don't know. Sometimes I'll just post a status without the intention of making it into a meme. And then I'm like, "Uh, yeah, this needs to be a meme because everyone's freaking out about it. Also, it's way more hilarious than I realized it was. Other times I'm like, let's test this to see how this works first. That's the thing. I feel like it's a testing ground. And I have smaller accounts now where I realized what's been going on. I've been getting zapped left and right on my account with uh, warnings and, you know, content being pulled down and my accounting, yeah. all that. We'll talk about that in a minute, but uh, I don't yeah, even know. I, Go ahead. I feel like this podcast is the only safe space in the world where you and I can use words like coronavirus or chemtrail without threatening our careers. Right. So yeah, that's the thing. Just things just being taken down left and right. You can't even type coronavirus or COVID or anything on Instagram, even if it's in the meme as part of the JPEG. Or I didn't really realize that until I saw what was happening to you. And I'm like, wait a second, I talk about those things. Well, that's the thing. So, okay, here's a good example of the difference between me and you. I was looking at this. And I remember this. So 
I'm, you're in there too. You're, you, you skirt the line with the drug stuff pretty, pretty good. Uh, sometimes you go yeah. over way far, which is fun. I'm in it pretty much all the time. And uh, I had one, and a lot of mine is like people who are socially conscious with it, which is good. So I had, the, the famous one with, with yours is um, the Himalayan salt lamp with the MDMA in the middle. Um, like sorry, I keep talking. <laughs> I just got really so, excited about that. Yeah, so no, there, so, this was months ago, like maybe a year ago, you had posted at me initially. Yes. I reposted it. Yours stayed up and mine got pulled down very quickly. It got, mine got deleted first. I actually made that a long time ago and it got deleted. And I was like, you know what? Why, why did this get deleted? I bet it won't again because there's absolutely no reason for this. It is literally a hunk of salt. Well, here's the Didn't problem. Didn't get deleted that time. The problem is people are eating Tide Pods and they, I think, unfortunately, people are, would, there are some people who might Pause. think maybe there is a hidden. Listen, did you, do you see what's going on on my TikTok as we speak? Are you I, on that at all? I, I saw it, but I was on TikTok and then they said they were going to sell it or delete it or ban it. And I said, you know what, I'm just going to get off this thing. China's <laughs> probably looking at it. Not that it matters to me, but you know, whatever. I'm just, I stopped, but go ahead. Okay, so currently, I made that meme into a video. And right now, it's like all over the For You page on TikTok. It's like going super viral. And by that, I mean it has like 60,000 views. But that's a lot because I just started that TikTok. Anyways, everyone believes that there is fucking Molly in pink Himalayan salt lamps now. Like all these teenagers just, they have no concept of, I, I want to, I don't even want to say sarcasm, but like they literally have no concept of sarcasm. They're like, wait, can someone confirm? Like, okay, I'm going to lick my salt lamp right now. And they're not <laughs> being facetious. Like they are not joking. The majority of that comment section, like hundreds of commenters fucking think that that was a legitimate video about getting the molly out of a fucking salt lamp that I bought on Amazon. It is insane. It is so crazy. Yeah, well, crazy. There's Sorry, no... there's like gentrification going on outside. So there's like 10,000 jackhammers going off at the same time. Where do you live? Fishtown in Philly. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's right. So how has your quarantine been? I feel like I have had a lot of practice being alone and I value my company more than most people. I don't even care. If it wasn't for like the fact that I went into horrible debt because of this, I'd be fine. I'm not bothered by this. I get used to, oh my gosh, shut the fuck up with it. I get used to things really easily. I don't know. Like I, I'm never bored. I don't mind being alone. Same here. So let's go back. In, yeah, let's go back in time. So I, I got on Instagram around 2016, around that time. And there's a lot of people I befriended and you were one of them initially. You yeah. have your own certain style. I, I, I gravitated towards your style because you had your own unique, you had your own unique font. You weren't just Twitter memes. You weren't just white background in a picture. You had your own specific style, which I was drawn to. And you also, and, and I got in trouble for reposting one of these. I can't remember what it was about. I looked for it today. What, did you have an account that was deleted at, at one point? Um, my account got deleted. Oh, we'll get to that. Not, we'll get to that. No. Because that wasn't. You mean, you mean like a separate account? Right. There was fucking cute. The only other account that I really had that was on you? Instagram. Oh, yeah. Surprise. That's funny. <laughs> it, okay. So 
Fucking Cute was supposed to be like an homage to Bo Burdo's page, fucking sick, like a fucking yeah, sick tattoo, tattoo of a wolf. wolf every day. Yeah. It was a fucking cute tattoo, stick and poke of a succulent every day. And it was uh, me. Yeah. It was me, Celebrity Fleshlight. Do you remember him? Yeah. He posts sometimes. He was like one of the first people I really connected with on here and collaborated with a lot. And Help, I'm Trapped Inside of a TV. Oh, yeah. It was yeah, my yeah. idea, but I put together that uh, power group. Yeah, you've been, uh, that's the thing. I've, I noticed this about a lot of memers, but yeah, you've been in one of these ones that's been on a lot of these bigger pages. Like, for example, when I first got into it, a big page was the content zone. Yeah. And uh, long story short, I come to find out that you or one of the admins of that page, which I thought was cool. Unfortunately, yeah. that page ended up getting in trouble and ended up deleting itself and disappearing forever. Um, if anybody wants to look into that, there's, I'm sure there's still information um, online about it. I don't know if you wanted to talk about the content zone at all. We could talk about it. It's kind of, I was going to say funny, but I don't mean any of the stuff that actually happened. And he did the thing that's funny that I think nobody knows about right. was that he tried to like later sue the Daily Beast for covering his allegations and stuff. And he lost and they like made an example out of him and like some, uh, what was it? some law like cited his case for like what not to do but the most ironic part was that like he was working to be a lawyer so he just like completely botched everything. Oh, he became case law yeah 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 that's the terminology i'm looking for that's funny um so yeah so you, you are, are there any other like super groups that you were a part of that i didn't know about like any other millions like, of dead millions of dead posers okay yeah i know that so you're friends with uh Bo. yeah yeah we're yeah. good friends yeah, he's cool. I like him. I love him. He's so um, funny. So funny. He is. He's really funny. And you, he's like you. He can make a meme. He's really good with the zeitgeist. You have, your, you have your fingers on the pulse of that too, by the way. Like that's the combination, I think, of your memes is like what's going on with, what's in society versus your comedy and the overlay of like meme culture. Like what is the you know, specific meme at the time? You, you know what's so strange though is like so – I've been meeting a lot of people recently that are not online, like at all. And I get to talking to them and I start talking about what I do. And I realize that like, I have no way to really explain, not only, I mean, I can explain to them what I do in so many words, not in a way where it's going to like resonate so much, but like, they'll be like, okay, so show me, show me some of your jokes. And I'm like, <laughs> looking through, I'm like, they're not going to understand anything I'm talking about. Like, while there is like a pretty massive community where this seems super relevant, like there are plenty of people that are like in our age range, like younger and older that just like have, it means nothing to them. But it's like kind of cool talking to those people because they're kind of on like the opposite end of the spectrum of people that you can convince that you're famous. <laughs> well, I was going to say the opposite though. I mean, look at the Travis Scott burger and the other, uh, the other girl on social media who had her own little meal. I forget what it was, but uh I realized in the past two years, me doing this at small account, nowhere near the scale of some of you other people, that uh, the new celebrity is, especially for people yeah. under 30, is people online, people on Instagram, people on TikTok, people on YouTube. You know what yeah. I mean? That's, you know, not the Hollywood celebrity. Not being Yeah, nobody person. cares about actresses and act, like who even, like who's your favorite actor? I haven't heard someone say that in like <laughs> seven years. Right. So that's what I mean. Like, you, uh, the thing is, what, what I've always found so fascinating about the meme and the phone is, it, I always thought of this concept that we were microdosing people's reality with concepts in a radical Literally way. Are. 
because, uh, you know, I mean, every single person that's, I mean, it's most people have a phone and most people are on some sort of some, some social media. And then you're, we're on all those streams. You're on Facebook. I mean, I think you do better. You used to do better on Facebook than you do on Instagram, right? No, because I never cared that much about Facebook. Oh, okay. I thought you I kind of just like throw my memes to the wind. I'm like, here you go. I don't, Instagram is like, like, yo, I love you guys. Like, I'm gonna share my life with you. You get everything first. You get the responses. I turned all my notifications off for my Facebook page. I don't care. No offense to them. I remember one time I thought it was funny. It was somebody was like, so-and-so celebrity follows your page. And you're like, I don't, don't know, don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was funny. So yeah, let's talk about the meme. So yeah, you have your own distinct style. One of my questions is, now you kind of, I looked at your recent, you still use it kind of, but you had a specific font that you used there for a while. And I, th I'm like, yes. I thought it was like Doug, the cartoon meets uh, Clarissa explains it all. Like I'm trying to it, figure out. That's actually a really good way of putting it. It's, it's funny that you even bring it up in that way because I don't know, for a while yet, it was like my signature font because I was like, I feel like that's what my thoughts and my voice feels. It feels like it looks like that. Yes. But like. <laughs> it's actually kind of like a Coachella ripoff font. Ah. It's called it like I don't know, it's funny because I've had people talk to me about it a lot and they always describe it kind of in like in more of like yeah, like a grungy, raw feely kind of way. But it's actually called Summer Love. And when you look at it with that context, it is like, you know what that is kind of like a Coachella ass font. But I, I don't know, I just feel like pairing it with the tone of my memes and stuff it just kind of turned into this whole other thing well it's perfect so the other thing so yeah the, what what drew me in initially was your your distinct i think what draws me to anybody now is the truth and you're obviously speaking at your own level of truth like and you don't care and i love that and you're expressing it and so most people can't even express their own truth let alone express it in a colorful you're like a peacock of truth and so it's interesting and i love watching mm. Yeah, that just came to me. I didn't, you know, I never shiny compliment. <laughs> I just thought of that one, but so like um, oh, I don't even know where I was going with that because I was uh, oh. So anyway, sorry. No, it's just where do you? Why did you start making memes? You know, I feel like this deserves some kind of preface, but I'm not gonna do it. I so I was going on 4chan as early as like 2000. 2006 and the only reason i was really on there was for the memes because at the time that was like the only place you could get it as soon as i found memes i was obsessed with them i would like save them to the desktop of my dying grandpa's computers i would go home <laughs> from school and just hoard memes and even back then i mean i want i could go off about this forever because i feel like i've kind of always been doing this like not only that but like even when only myspace was a thing i would make these fake myspace pick pages and like upload all these pictures that I edited of like people from my school. This was like a whole thing. It was actually kind of funny. Like there was like a team of girls that called them, that tried to like discover who I was. And they thought I was like a guy. And they're like, oh my God, that guy's so funny and hot. We have to figure out who it is. I'm like, it's literally me, but okay. But yeah, I would like, I've <laughs> always just made funny pictures on like Microsoft Paint, which is actually when I first started making memes on here, it was kind of like, it was like an artistic choice where I would only use Microsoft Paint. I, I kind of, I was thinking about that earlier today. It was kind of like regretting that I uh, kind of 
like went away from that. Like I don't ever use it anymore. I make them on my phone. I'm like, should I have kept doing that? That was kind of cool, but whatever. Well, I'll tell you, I, I went back and looked at your memes and it did reach a point maybe yeah. two and a half, three years ago where your style yep. radically changed to what it, That's it basically is today. That's what happened. I stopped making them on paint and I started doing it on my phone because I got tired of not being able to I well pause I battle with perfectionism like literally battle with it because I don't know I don't really have these crazy kind of like for lack of a better term like OCD thoughts really when it comes to anything except for anything that's a creative outlet for me and it, I used paint kind of as a way to like battle my perfectionism because it was like this has to look like shit like I, I it has to have like pixelated like raw edge whatever right shitty we'll nostalgic aspects yeah yeah but i got tired of not being able to like execute certain things properly like i would have an image in my head and i'm like i know that i could make this on my phone like why don't i just and then i made a couple of them and i was like you know what this looks good and i can actually execute the idea properly so whatever but sometimes i miss it i feel like there's definitely a trade-off well um, you know I feel like I didn't even answer your question from before. <laughs> You're like, why did I start making memes? So well, no, no, um, but that's a good thing though. We I mean organic conversations, but oh, my internet connection. Can you I, hear me? Okay, good. Yeah. I sorry. I just like get worried that I I derail conversations. Like, no, no, I do too because I'm usually stuck. So I'm like, kind of worried I'm going to do that constantly. Just, that's, you know, that's the, to combat it. That's the beauty of editing. Word. But uh, I mean, that's also the fun of live also, but uh, also yeah. it's fun to be able to just say whatever the fuck you want and just delete that shit later, yeah. um, you know, but uh, so yeah, let me steer this back into the direction we were going in. So skirt, skirt. the style, I love that. Yeah. So you do them on your phone. I used to do them initially on my computer, but you're, I'm amazed that you are making the memes that you make now. And I know you can, I, cause I do it myself, but yours are next level with your fonts and your pictures and your cutouts and your gifs and all i mean you know what i mean all the not the gifs what's the invisible one the uh what the invisible png one? yeah png file you know what i mean that's all yours are labor intensive you're in a lot of text i remember the first time it takes I just, hours really they are like handcrafted custom memes baby you, when you see <laughs> when you see it your meme i know who that is i could see a meme of yours uh from years ago it's kind of like um um gave ape shark very distinct style mm -hmm. now yours I hasn't mean, yours hasn't been ripped off though i've seen ripoffs of gave ape shark slash you know lettuce dog i i kind of feel like i'm gonna sound or i i feel like not arrogant or like narcissistic saying this i feel very prideful in what i'm about to say nobody can really <laughs> rip me off i but i you know what? There's been a lot of like meme pages who I really respect, like really funny, talented people who have reached out to me and they were like, you inspired me to make memes. Like I only really, I mean, like they would have done it anyway, but they're like, I started doing this because you made me realize that memes didn't have to just be like white background, top right. text, bottom text, Twitter format. Like literally some of my favorite accounts. It's just. Who are some of your favorite accounts? Feeling. Huh? Who are some of your oh, favorite God. accounts? Well, in this context, like help I'm trapped inside of a TV. Uh, this is a flesh prison. Um, God, I don't even know. You like teenage I, I, stepdad, right? Of course. Yeah, of course. Classic. I'm trying he's, to think of it. 
he's such a great person too. Like he's one of the most solid Bo, like I said earlier, but yeah. he's one of the most solid people I've met in the meme community. Um, inter- I don't know. It's an interesting bunch of people. I think like we're a little bit like you're, I think you're center left. I'm center right. Would that be a fair assessment? I think I'm like a little more hardcore left, but not as much as people would think and not as much as the people that I surround myself. I'm fucking weird, dude. I, well, I don't know. I think well, I just, no, you're like Joe Rogan. I, it's funny you said this, actually. I, I heard you say this before. You were like, um, you, you, unir- you unironically like Joe Rogan. You said that in, a, in an interview. I like listening to his podcasts because, uh, I mean, I think that he has gone off the fucking deep end. Like, he somehow, like, took it to the next level of fried. But I value his... Uh, I value the fact that his platform exists. I mean, I think it's like getting a little out of hand. Well, at this point, at this really point, though, it's, it's, at this point, I'm 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 tuned out because he's he's bought and sold, and it's not as interesting as exactly. it would be. Where it's like shit like we're doing right now, which is just people not caring. There's no money, and there's no money involved here. There's no commercials, you know. Ever, I'm never going to do a commercial because I'm not a sellout. I don't care. I'll make my money another way. The information exactly. has to be information has to be free. Like. Exactly. Um, I heard it's. I feel like it's ironic even saying this, but I heard, I think it was Vosh. He's like a popular left-wing um, debatey YouTuber. He said, he's like, Joe Rogan agree- always uh, just agrees with the last thing he heard someone say. I'm like, that is so fucking true. Like anytime he has a guest on, it's just like, they could say anything. It could be the most like outlandish, absurd bullshit. And they would really have like no leg to stand on. Like sure, they're an expert on something, but a lot of the time, like they're not experts on the things that they're making these like massive claims about. And it's just like, oh yeah, you're so right about that. Totally gonna quote you on that on my next show and everyone's gonna believe me. And they're gonna say it. And it's just gonna become like the new fucking thing. That's a fact now. Well, you know, he he was not quite in it first, right? He wasn't the first podcaster ever, but he was the first, I think, real big famous person doing it. Yeah. And, and saying interesting things. And, and, and at a certain point, you get big, you get noticed, you get sponsors, money comes into it. And the next thing you know, you've got, a, what, $200 million and then they're taking down episodes. And now they're trying to moderate Joe Rogan as he's speaking. They, they want to have like- What? Kills, kills, yeah, this is like news now. They want to have like kill, kill switches and like on- like. On on air editing, you know, like as he, as he's taught. This was who like, is resp- who's going to be responsible for that? This Jamie, is like hit the switch. No, this is the like the the people on the back end of Spotify. That is fucking disturbing. Right. So, I just read that. So I don't know what how much of that is rumor or true or what, but it is uh, something that I've seen quite a bit since he's been, uh, you know, and it, it, they straight up took out the Alex Jones episodes um, amongst many others. <laughs> Uh, to- totally gone they're they're not available anymore i mean if you, if you saved them you can you can listen to them but yeah youtube Jesus and all Christ. that oh so yeah i guess we can kind of steer down the well i wanted to talk about some of these memes first before we go down the totalitarian tiptoe ride <laughs> Let's um, do it. so one of my all i think this is the best i think this is one of the best memes to kind of sum you up without having a paragraph of text because a lot of your memes are, par- <laughs> are paragraphs of text but this is a i think this is a good sample of what your memes are but simplified. This is my favorite one. I'm waiting yeah. on bated breath. Damn bitch, you live, laugh, I knew laugh like this. I knew you were going to say that one. It's, I'm so fucking proud of that meme. It's so good. <laughs> well, I think this is a really, it really sums up what you do. You take a common thing, a topic like live, laugh, love, like the sign that people have, women have in their house, women in their 35, 45, 55, 
you know, white ladies live laugh. Or women laugh. named Bailey, L-E-I-G-H-G-H. Right. Yeah. Exactly. And then you've got this cross section of if you know the meme, right, which I do, which is yes. goofy. And then I, guess, I don't know what the goofy, the female goofy character's name is, but you've got goofy and goofy. Hot goofy with tits. There you go. You've got hot goofy with That's tits. her name. <laughs> and they're standing in a basically a, a, a trashed apartment and Goofy's saying, damn bitch, you live like this. So yes, you took a classic meme and then you added the, you know, the, the, the current thing of, yeah, the basic white bitch girl. Uh, standing in a trash pile here. So that's that's one of my favorites. So let's keep going. So yeah, like, do you have anything to say about that classic one there? I, I feel like I'm about to sound like such a sellout. <laughs> I need to remake that and work it into like a print. I need to, I want to start selling prints and like art and stuff. I like I want, I want that in my fucking house. I know so many, I've gotten so many messages from people over the years be like, please put that on a shirt. Please print that. I don't know, but that is actually like, I back to the like battling perfectionism and it turning into like this kind of like OCD cyclical like torturous thought pattern monstrosity like that it's like that is one of my formulas for some of my best memes is like taking these quotes like like I said earlier like the book like the um cool uh what was it cool story small bean oh yeah yeah now go go get me a soylent now make me i don't know why i couldn't even remember how that started but yeah like it's like taking these like pop culture did you just get a venmo (laughs) was that me i did i want to pretend like it's me okay yay (laughs) um (laughs) like i don't know just taking these iconic pop culture phrases from yesteryear especially like i don't know kind of a like jersey shore era like well that's the late thing. Live, 2000s live, live laugh love is totally its own meme right it's a meme right whether exactly. whether it's a whether it's a funny meme or not that's that's you know depending on your perspective but in this context it's hilarious so we got to move on here time is limited for this conversation today so i know i'm next, sad about it it's all right we got hey we've talked before we're like we're, we're friends this is not hard for us to do uh, we can do yeah. this many times uh, let's, let's do it the next one is it's a picture Go. of meg and she's laying down, and she's got a tab of acid in her hand and she's kind of looking kind of like eh. and it says depressed try microdosing then you can be sad and weird as shit <laughs> i thought that was a good one let's keep going here oh here's another one black mirror aka aesop's fables for people who still don't know how to, to reset the wi-fi router another good one <laughs> let's see uh Okay, social media is just like a drug. I think I need to take a break from this addiction in order to expand my mind with actual drugs, LOL. And it's a picture of a white guy with an iPhone and you zoom in on the iPhone, it says, Lakes, let's take your mom's van to Joshua Tree and drop L, really? <laughs> the destiny- Can I say something real quick though? Yeah. All of these things, like I have witnessed, okay, a comment that I get all the time and it like mildly annoys me, even though it's perfectly understandable is like, uh, this is oddly specific. And it's like, honestly, no, the fuck it's not. Like, I have seen all of these things happen so many times and like so many different people. Like, I kind of have this rule. People are like, how do you even come up with this stuff? Like, how are you always so on point, like specific or on point with like these types of people that aren't really necessarily like mainstream type characters? It's because like, if I see something happen, like, at least, like, three times and, like, three different, like, subsets of people, I'm like, okay, this is a fucking thing. It needs to be documented. 
Well, so yeah, you're basically reporting on synchronicity and it says that's the universe saying, hey, you need, hey, you're experiencing this phenomenon. It's a common thing that uh, humanity can laugh at. Please talk about it. Yeah, it's uh, that's, like we, That's it's what like, I mean by like, the zeitgeist. Exactly. I feel like I'm like a weirdo anthropologist. Well, no, I mean, what I've, what, you're a perfect example of what I've understood from the beginning, which is these reality is a reflection of yourself. And these memes, if you're honest with yourself, you attract other people who are also in their own way, honest with themselves in a funny way. And that's what exactly. And that's, it's interesting you bring that up because that's like this like constant internal dialogue that I have going, but like, I always trying to like enlighten other people to that idea because I feel like, so all of the memes that I make, like all of the, it's like, like I said, it's kind of like a, a roast of blank roast of like this subsect of humanity. Yeah. And it's like, I'm not, it's i'm making fun of myself i'm making fun of my friends i'm making fun of people that i love it's not like sure like i am roasting the shit out of all of them but it's not meant to be this like othering process it's not be like meant to be like let's laugh at this type of person and this type of person because right. we're not like any of these people like and that's i feel like it's like i, I don't know it kind of bothers me how Every once in a while, it doesn't happen too often because I feel like the people who actually like get it and appreciate my page are already on the same level. But every once in a while, I get a comment from somebody that's like, yeah, I fucking hate these kind of people too. And I'm like, I'm this kind of person. Like, right. I, don't, well, I don't hate this kind of person. That's not what this is about at all. It's like, I mean, it's like, it's your right. I mean, ultimately, I just want to like make people laugh and think, but... I don't know. It, it kind of rubs me the wrong way when that happens, but I, I mean, I guess it's your right, man. Like, feel free to do that, but what usually ends up happening is, like, I'll make a meme about something that they can't avoid. Like, they have, they resonate with it, and they can't, like, rationalize to themselves how they don't, and they get upset. You trigger them, yeah. Yeah, and it's like, you've been laughing at everybody else. It's your turn. It is your fucking turn. Yeah, that's exactly that's exactly why I like your page. So the next one is it's a picture of an eyeball, and it's like a, got a hologram in the background. It's like floating above a hologram background. Sounds old, I think. Oh, I've gone yeah, and this, these are my favorite ones. I've gone back and and when I like this one, when I saw this meme, I was literally doing this. So this is why. Really? Like, oh, when when I ex explain what I'm about to read on this meme, yeah, you I think you already know what this meme is, but um, so here's the meme. And, and understand, you understand, like when I'm looking at these things, I'm on my phone in bed or wherever, and it just, it hits you in that moment. And it's like, oh, wow. Cause it's like you in that moment. So here's me in the moment. You are the universe experiencing itself. <laughs> Guess the universe really loves to get high and masturbate while rewatching shitty TV series. It's already seen a million times, right? So I'm sitting there watching <laughs> the office, jerking off. Literally. And that's what I had in mind was the fucking office. And so this is a two-parter. So there's another one here. And again, it was the same thing. I'm probably sitting there depressed watching The Office. And it says here, rewatching The Office is just relapsing for normies. And exactly. <laughs> so, I, you know, I've seen it like 10 times. So exactly, I'm an addict. It's kind of disturbing how relatable that is. Well, that's what I, I mean. Feel... And so it, your, your whole thing is like that. Like, although I might not be, there's a lot of memes I'm not a part of that subculture, but it's like, I know that person or I've seen exactly. that experience. Exactly. Like, here's another one that's not psychedelic, but it's kind of like, I think this is funny. <laughs> and I don't even know how to describe the picture, so I'm just going to say the meme. 
did you just assume my Myers-Briggs personality type indicator results? Well, actually, <laughs> bitch, mine's Slytherin. So yeah, I wouldn't fuck with me either. <laughs> Let's see. I, mean, I got kind of mad about that one. Because, like, I'm not a big proponent. I guess I'm kind of selfish when it comes to, like, I don't know. Like, I want to make people laugh. But, like, when I see somebody else making other people laugh with my jokes, like, I get kind of territorial with it. And, like, I understand that certain jokes, because I've had it happen to me where, like, I make a joke and someone's like, I made this. I'm like, I don't even know you exist. It's just, like, if you're funny and you, like, think about the same topics that I do, like, you're bound to maybe come up with one of the same jokes as I am. Which So that one I feel like is, I don't know. That one I feel like could have definitely been a case of that. But it was, like, pretty soon after I made that one, I started seeing, like, a bunch of people that are, like, closely related to me, like, saying pretty much the same exact thing and trying to take credit for it. And I'm like, <clears throat> everyone you made laugh? Yeah. Um, can you let them know that it was actually me who did it? Thanks. That's what I find interesting about you. Um, <laughs> is you are one of the most, I mean, you're just a, like, somebody went to a fire hydrant and just knocked it over and you're just instant, or just endlessly shooting out content that is really good, really original. Yeah, every once in a while you have a miss, we all do, but uh, for the most part, it's just so solid. And you, I think you figured out what works for you and you really like to hit that too. You're like, you know, you know, you know, your, you know, your, your best move. But uh, like, for example, here, I, I see the evolution. So here's another one. It's a picture of some mushrooms. It's a bunch of mushrooms, like, <laughs> magic, like magic mushrooms that we eat. And it says, I'm not like most millennials. I love baby boomers. <laughs> right that's the old one now here's that you've got a new yeah. one here i remade and that one and I, and I like the remake too it says same thing i'm not like most millennials i love baby boomers and it's got a bunch of picture different bunch of psychedelic mushrooms in the background it's got winnie the pooh with a bass nectar base nectar uh it's like sort of winnie the pooh he's like right with a, a smiley, smiley face like yeah, the yeah. house music smiley face guy. exactly exactly more into that so yeah there's so many memes i mean okay here's another one uh <laughs> If it says Psychonaut in his Tinder bio, he's showing up to the Cheesecake Factory on mushrooms. <laughs> Factor. I wanted to make that a series, but I have never used a dating app in my life. And I, like, I don't know, part of me wants to download Tinder just to, like, fucking study people so I can make more jokes. Actually, you know what? I'm doing it. I don't care. Yeah, I'm really surprised you haven't. Um, but, yeah, I mean, you, you have enough interaction online with people as it is. Yeah, it's honestly really overwhelming. So let's see. Here's another one. Now, you, I, I kind of chose some consciousness ones or some dr psychedelic yeah. drug ones. Now, you've got all kinds of ones that are not that at all. That yeah. are like, uh, I call them uh, low vibration drugs, like, uh, you know, That's like <laughs> heroin, content. alcohol, Xanax. Here's one. My packages came. I didn't order any. Oh, you mean my Xanax, uh, you mean my presence from the ghost of Xanax past. And it's a bunch of blue Amazon boxes with a flying Xanax uh, bar. It's the angel of Xanax. Here's another one. Ghost of Xanax. Hashtags. It's a, it's a picture of a troll with a Q uh, rainbow, <laughs> rainbow sweatshirt on. I can't see what he's got. He's got his uh, manic panic. I don't even know what that is. It's uh, hair dye. Uh, okay, okay. So it says, hashtag save the children. And as for the ones we don't save, hashtag bully them relentlessly once they get a little bit older and begin to open up about their abuse on the internet and start talking about having trauma and asking for trigger warnings and basic human decency and stuff. 
<laughs> you are a master now. So you've mastered the long meme and the short meme. Uh, yeah, that was one thing in the beginning. It was, I'd see a lot of uh, really particular women uh, and leftists. They right? died Left out. They did, but in the beginning- Deservingly. People, can I fucking talk about that, please? Please. So what people don't understand about the long text memes is that you're not writing all of those words to get to one punchline or to make one point. Like every time I make like a long text meme, like there's like six or seven jokes in there. Every line either is like adding something to the next joke or it's a joke in itself that like completes the bigger picture. But people would, and I mean like I get that you know, a lot of the people who are making those, they weren't really necessarily trying to make funny memes. It was more of like, it was like 2017 where this was really happening. And it was when there was a lot of like feminist and like dialogue surrounding like depression and anxiety and like trauma and stuff was going on. So there was a lot of like detailing the experiences of like being a woman oh like yeah goth, uh, goth shakira and uh i, re I remember goth shakira was, yeah. was big and then she died down and then we're both friends with uh bunny memes yeah she, she stopped doing that yeah they haven't so made them in a while so that's actually a bunny good was solid with it though yeah <laughs> no she's great and so that's a good segue so let's talk about i guess because i think she was on there too so at some point Bottom yeah, Bottom Text is uh, a show, right? You did a meme show, uh, what was that, for Adult, Adult Swim? Swim? Yeah, so uh -huh. tell me about that. What happened there? <sighs> I don't know where to start. Where do you want me to even... So how did, you get a, so how did you get a meme show? Okay. How, did you, how did that happen for you? How did you get to be a part of that? Manifestation. Okay, so <laughs> literally, like, it's been my dream since I was a kid to have a show on Adult Swim. When I started my meme page... Like, that's what my end goal was. I was like, there is no foreseeable future. There's no path that I know I can take to get anywhere through doing this. But I feel like if I just put this like resume of my ideas out into the world and show people like, hey, I can be funny and creative. Look, I'm doing it. Here it is. Maybe I could somehow land a fucking gig at Adult Swim. And it happened way sooner than I thought it would. So basically what happened was I had been in a few more than a few meme art shows like across the country. And I remember that. Fatima, yeah. So and Fatima, Jin Kazama, um, reached yep. out to me and was like, hey, I want to do one of these meme art shows in Atlanta. And like, I, we had done one together. She's like, I, they were like, I know you've been in a couple, like, do you think we could do this? I'm like, I have never organized anything at all in my life, but let's do it. Like, why not? And I was like, wait a minute. Adult Swim is down in Atlanta. Maybe somehow we could like reach out to them and try and get them to like sponsor the show. And then maybe that will lead to them like paying attention to us. And later on down the line, we could like work for them or something. I'm going to try and like shorten the story as much as I can. So long story, story semi-shortened. Um, we get in touch with someone who works there and they were like, so Adult Swim has actually been wanting to like integrate themselves into the meme community, but it is the law of attraction. Figured, literally. That's how my life always works out. But <laughs> I'm trying going, to... Keep yeah, okay. So anyways, uh, um, basically we get in touch with someone from there and they were like, uh, Adult Swim doesn't really like sponsor stuff like that, but they looked at your pages and uh, they want something to do with you. So we had a conference call, me and Fatima, 
with like the two like big bosses at adult swim they're like we really want to work with you guys blah 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 come down here when you have the show and we'll film something we sorry there's like really loud reggaeton going on so i can't hear um, it at all okay i can't know dancing um <laughs> so basically we had the art show and um help them trapped inside of a tv and i like kind of came up with a script for what we were gonna do but we thought that we were just filming this one live stream we had no idea that we were pitching a pilot like we showed up to adult swim with no sleep like so like hungover and tired and they literally said to us all right are you ready to like pitch your tv show and we're like what they're like oh yeah like you're filming a pilot right now I was so angry. I was like trying so hard to not like start hysterically crying. Cause I was like, this is like all I ever wanted in life. And we didn't even prepare for it at all. I had no idea that this was happening, but we filmed it. It was actually like, the cast was completely different. A lot of people dropped out. Um, the format of the show ended up being completely different. Like it started out kind of as like the view but on acid and Adderall, like yeah. Wait, let me. So wait, were you there? Were you on the show the night John was on the show? No, actually, uh. because I had already planned. It was my birthday, and I had plans to go see my boyfriend at the time, or in California, my boyfriend in California. And uh, basically, there was a lot of like drama going on behind the scenes with like gangster Popeye being just like an evil person, and they were like, "We are." Like, the bosses at Adult Swim, they're like, oh, yeah, like, we can wait for you to come back. And they're like, she's like, we're not waiting for you. Like, we are filming without you. Like, blah, blah, blah. So I just had to skip the second episode. So, yeah, for <laughs> those that don't know, I, I, what, what was interesting about that situation, too, was a bunch of my favorite meme accounts uh, ended up for a little bit there living in a house together. I thought, you know, the meme house, I guess. But you didn't live in the meme house, though, right? No. <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> I lived by myself in a haunted house. Oh, you did live in Atlanta, though? Yeah. I was Atlanta? literally, like, I was, like, two blocks away from them. Okay. In uh, Sylvan Hills, where Young Thug is from. A lot so, of legends out of there, apparently. Just so I noticed you're always doing stuff for people online and who have problems with drug addiction. You're always, uh, what are the things you, you send out to people, the... The, Narcan. Yeah, the Narcan. Do and you, fentanyl test strips. Do you still do that? Yes. Yeah. Uh, I, I, go ahead. I wasn't really going to say anything interesting. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, good. Um, well, uh, that's the other thing. So that's the thing I find interesting about you is you're, whether you, whether you re recognize it within yourself, especially after listening to these other interviews and hearing about your mom and how you grew up, like, I think you're just a light worker. Do you think you're a light worker? So... <laughs> if i say yes i say it with um this kind of like self-conscious resentment i don't know like if you were to ask me this in like 2012 or something i'd be like i'm an indigo, i'm an indigo child i'm a light worker like <laughs> i'm starcy <laughs> i don't but it's like if i were to like if i go through and like read all of the descriptions or like symptoms for a lack of any better word of these things so like yeah like i have all of these qualities like i do feel that way but it's uh well you're doing it in your own way you, you know you might not be holding yourself out there as one but you know like there's re i think there's I, relative 
uh, levels of light working and, and some people need to be ministered into the, in the streets of Philadelphia. And this is where I'm going. I remember not too long ago, I was on your live watching you uh, and you saved somebody's life on Instagram live. Those are nuts. Those are so nuts. So what happened that night? Cause I didn't really get the whole story. I just watched. I, so I'm going to like kind of reiterate and answer your other question. And while answering this one, well, I wouldn't say I'm like a light worker by definition because I don't entirely know what that means. And I feel like there's kind of this like new agey, like, edge to it that I wouldn't entirely be willing to accept. I've always seen myself as like, I'm like my existence as like a catalyst to help people. Well, you, illuminate, like, people's, I, you illuminate people's dispositions. Uh, yeah, exactly. And it, I've, I've just, it, I don't it may know, not I've be traditional. Been, you know, I mean, it doesn't have to be a traditional yes. like light yeah. worker role. I'm, I consider myself one and I'm definitely not the traditional one. I'm, in fact, I'm a subversive sneaky one. Mm -hmm. And I think that in a way yeah. you are too, you know, yeah. you're, you, and you don't even, you're not even aware of it, but you are, you know what I mean? That's what I'm saying. I do. I mean, it's not that I'm not aware of it. Like I'm definitely aware. Like I love helping people. I've always been, I don't know. I'm always attracted to people that need help and I give it to them in any way that I can. And it doesn't like drain me. If anything, it like energizes me, but it, I don't do it in a selfish way. Like I do it because I genuinely care about everybody. Well, most people. Yeah, um, so, so I'm watching you on Instagram live walking through the streets of Philadelphia, uh, saving somebody's ODing, right? Okay. Is that, is so that this what is happened? what happened. So I don't believe in coincidences. I, I, I don't know. There's just too many like absurd, what would be coincidences that happen in my life. Like I'm always in like the right moment at the right time. And there's always so many like signs and whatever else. Anyways, this is one of those moments. So that night i was not going to leave my house i had it was it was during corona there was yeah. like nothing going on i had nothing going on but i was in debt from coronavirus and so some like 70 year old man that i met like one time at, like texted me out of nowhere and asked if i could get him weed which i don't sell weed i don't even smoke weed actually anymore but i was like uh, I'm going to overcharge you because you're a terrible person. He was, he was a jerk. And I was like, okay, yeah. And so I drove all the way to Jersey to like meet him. Long story short, well, that part of the story, shortened part of the story. Um, he essentially like ditched me. Like I went so far out of my way to like, I spent like the last money that I had on weed to get for him. And then like drove for like an hour and a half, almost like two hours, like chasing him around. And then he got scared by the cops and left. And then I was so angry that I was just like stewing in my car. Um, and I decided to go on Instagram live and talk about it. I had actually just done a podcast with somebody else too. I think I was talking about that. And I was just sitting on the corner in my car and I was about to go in. I even said it on live. I'm like, all right, I'm going to get off of here. And I was like, actually, no, I'm going to, I'm going to sit here and keep talking to you guys and like smoke a cigarette or something. Right after I say that, I see this like, <laughs> group of people walk by and I remember I was like in a really bad mood and they just there was something off about all of them I remember they were like so what we're just gonna leave her and like they all had like their eyes like <laughs> their eyes were like half closed and their mouths were hanging over I'm like I was like and I started ranting about them I was like do you ever just look at a group of people and they're just there's something about them where you know they're just so fucking stupid like I was just like so angered by these people's presence and I didn't know why and then this other girl, while I'm in the middle of talking about it, this other girl walks up to me and she's like, are you guys okay? I'm like, what do you mean you guys? It's just me in here. I didn't say it like that. I was like, what are you talking about? 
And she's like, oh, are you with that girl? And I look at the corner and there's this girl who is like slumped over, like really pale, clearly not breathing, like dying, unconscious. And I'm like, oh, that girl's, uh, that girl's not okay. Get out of the car, go up to her and she's like not breathing, not conscious. And the people who were like around her, again, for a lack of a better term, I just, I guess I have no vocabulary but they're they were normies and they had no idea about heroin yeah or they didn't even know what narcan was they didn't know what was wrong with her and i i was still on live while all this stuff was happening and i was like you know what i have narcan in the house like let's fucking save this chick i run in my house yeah that's right i remember the running yeah were you in there yeah yeah you were <laughs> yeah run in the house get some narcan I had to hit her twice and she didn't even like pop back up right away. I hit her twice and like maybe like a few seconds after the second one, she like came to and started like crying and hugging me and like thanking me. And she was like, this was the anniversary of like my husband's death and like oh. my best friend just died of cancer. She's like, thank you so much. You have no idea how much. And it's weird because I always park right there. I was like walking by the other day thinking about it and I look up and there's like, all these like flowers so it was right she was leaning against a telephone pole and there's like right now there's all these like flowers like in memorial of somebody there i don't know it freaks me out when i see it that's, that's what happened that's, that's crazy man <laughs> it was just like i wasn't even <laughs> shut the fuck up i just ruined your joke i'm so sorry <laughs> <laughs> and yes i have tried dmt Thanks, Mr. Oh, Robin. you got it. You're funny. You're good. <laughs> I'm sorry we couldn't do the uh, video thing, by the way. Oh, yeah. Just so everyone knows, I got really cute for this. So if you're going to imagine me, like the face of the voice, just imagine like the cutest girl ever with really good hair and a nice sweater and cute earrings. Thanks. Yeah, I had no idea. Uh, I I'm, look great. I'm, <laughs> I'm sure you do. I saw the last video you did with the guy who was just sitting in his in a white t-shirt. I'm like, no, no. She looks like, you had like your whole setup and everything. Uh, great. <laughs> oh, so yeah. So, so how, you, you have done DMT. Yeah, but it, so the first time was like an accident. And that was, I, I thought it was PCP for the longest time. Um, it was like, <laughs> you want to hear it you want to hear it yeah yeah all right so the first time i was at like my second music festival and this was like before like festivals were really a thing i'm not saying like i went to festival before they were a thing i didn't even know what it was i just went because the first year the beastie boys were there and i'm fucking obsessed with that with them and then i was like this rules i want to go to all of these went the second year i had just seen moby and like the electronic tent and i was like i need drugs and i see <laughs> like some guys smoking a blunt and i'm like I walk up, I'm like 16. I'm, no, I'm 17, but I look like a child. And I walk up to this group of like 35 year old men. And I'm like, um, do you think I can hit that? And they all just look at each other like, uh, it wasn't a blunt, it was something, I don't know. And I remember it smelled really weird. And now I know that it was DMT because I know what that smells like. But they all just like look at each other and look at me and they're like, all right. I hit it a couple times. And then I thought I went blind for the rest of my life. I could only see out of a triangle out of my left eye and then everything else looked like a kaleidoscope and it was only like the festival was not over and my parents were coming to pick us up with my baby sister in like three hours we still had to see like lil wayne and like kanye west and like modest mouse or something i don't even Damn. know the lineup was sick but weird 
I, um, I, think, I think I remember that lineup. Yeah. Yeah, it was incredible. I ended up throwing a Gumby figurine at Lil Wayne, which was actually hilarious because. <laughs> so, do you remember when Lil Wayne got arrested and the, that like really funny like deposition video came yeah. out of it? Okay, so. I at the time I thought Lil Wayne is literally like one of my favorite artists. Like I'm obsessed with him still. And at the time he was. Um, I remember I was my friends had to like walk me around everywhere because I couldn't see. Everything was just like kaleidoscope. And uh we they walked me over to like where Lil Wayne was performing. And I remember I was like sitting on the ground and he was not coming out. And I was like, where is he? They're like, I don't know, we're just getting like pissed off. And for some reason I started chanting like pussy. I don't know why. Like, it wasn't, like, supposed to be mean. I wasn't, like, calling him a pussy. I don't know. He had, like, this song, like, Pussy Monster at the time or something. I was just, like, pussy, pussy, pussy. And then the whole crowd started chanting it. Like, thousands <laughs> of people started chanting it. And I was, like, oh, shit. And then he came out. And he was, like, mad. Uh, but now I know. why. I didn't know this at the time. He came out. He was, like, pissed off. And I had like this Gumby figurine in my purse and I like threw it and it like went on stage and it hit him. It's just like, the fuck is my life? And then started performing. <laughs> Think pussy monster. It's like playing guitar and shit. But I didn't know. I, I mean, I realized this like years later. I don't know how I didn't make the connection, but the reason he wasn't coming out on stage was because that's when he was getting arrested for all those like guns and everything else. Mm. But for some reason they let him perform anyway, probably because I chanted pussy and because I was on DMT. So I had to will that into <laughs> existence, but it sounds like you smoked some chonga. That's what they What's call that? those. It's like, uh, I forget the, the actual stuff that they put in there, but it's a DMT plant that, uh, you know what I mean? Like you smoked DMT, but it was mixed with other things. Yeah, because like, I didn't, I don't, you can't even really smoke it in blunts or like. No, like well, that that, well, that's the thing. It's not, uh, yeah, uh, I think, what do they say? Uh, you need the MAOI if you drink it. Uh, you can't, otherwise you have to smoke it. Yeah. Um, yeah it's confusing and then like the only other time i ever did it was after spongle obviously <laughs> um but so i was with like some of my good friends then like there are these two guys with so my one friend at the time was like a big drug dealer and there was like these two guys that were with us because my friend was like a big drug dealer and they're like hey if we hang out with him we can get free drugs all the time yay and then we're like 42 and don't have any teeth anyways <laughs> so like we were all smoking DMT out of I don't even know like a bong what the fuck ever it was already on like on acid I don't remember what the fuck it was it could have been a spaceship but every I would like go to hit it and then the one drug addict guy would be like no 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 you got to hit it like this and then he would like take it and fucking torch it and hit it for himself and I'm, I'm like oh you're not actually trying to show me how to hit this you're trying to pretend like you're showing me how to hit it so you can get another hit. <laughs> I get it and then like I was finally like dude I get it stop and I like just I didn't get a good enough hit like it wasn't this like ethereal so you, mind opening you, experience you, you haven't time. broken through on DMT yet no your, your time will come what about LSD you like LSD yeah I'm pretty res I don't want to say responsible I feel like I'm I don't take it that much. I, I like, oh, I'm the kind of like, it needs to be a special occasion type person. But it's been like a year and a half at least, which is kind of long for me. Here's another one. Have you ever tried a Travis Scott burger? No, I am scared. <laughs> I'm scared of McDonald's. I've always been scared of McDonald's. Do, okay. 
do you do you think they ever have you ever heard the rumor that they put uh you know they take the children after they drain the blood and they put the bodies into the meat shut up have you ever heard that <laughs> no if you dig uh enough into adrenochrome and human trafficking you'll inevitably run across the <laughs> mcdonald's is a front for processing human meat uh honestly oh. though out of a lot of the even like fucking conspiracy theories that you post i feel like i would buy into that one the children are eating children that's the thing like i've been eating you know if you eat mcdonald's you're eating children you know so i um this is like it's not embarrassing because it's so funny but like it is embarrassing in theory i used to be literally like scared of mcdonald's food my sister was nine years younger than me and she used to like get chicken nugget i was terrified of their chicken nuggets i would be like you're a light worker you 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 are unconsciously aware of uh how dark and you know unvibrationally you know how much that would compromise you she would literally chase me around the house with like a chicken nugget just saying nugget nugget and i would be like screaming and running away and i was like a teenager <laughs> i know running away from like a little girl yeah exactly like literally a baby i'm like get that away from me like don't let it touch me I remember sitting, I remember sitting in McDonald's because like I, I grew up in one of those like only fast food on special occasions and we don't drink soda or eat sugar cereal around here, households. And like, That's right, because your mom wanted I, to be a nun. Yeah, she was a nun. Well, she was, she lived in a convent for like two years. Mm. Um, but yeah, like I remember eating McDonald's, I was like five years old with my aunt. And I remember biting into the chicken nuggets and like looking at it like this is one of like my earliest memories i remember like looking at it and i look up and i'm like this isn't food and she's like no it's not i'm like well what is it she's like i don't know and i started like hysterically crying and, like threw everything in the trash and it never went back well you've confirmed that uh i i stopped eating it after this last six months of re re pounding myself in the head with uh all the conspiracy stuff because uh, you know corona <laughs> gave me nothing but time to go and you know they closed they opened up the internet it was the most amazing thing I, I don't know what happened they opened up google twitter all these things for adrenochrome pedivore um uh pizzagate uh frazzle drip all these just terrible terrible things and slowly but surely now over the past few months it's gotten obviously we're getting closer to the election totalitarianism on the interwebs and it's so, absurd it's absurd oh I no, were you going to keep saying well, something? Well, no, I, well, I, well, I'm kind of getting towards censorship. And I know that at some point I just, I, I had been taken down here. Uh, I don't know what happened, but I was like in this zone where I would log on and I would just spin and spin and spin and not give me any kind of access to it. But it wouldn't let me, you know what I mean? It was just weird. Now I know that you, we were talking, you knew somebody that brought you back from the dead. So what happened? I remember one time that you what are you talking got, about? got lost your account, right? You got deleted. Yeah. Wait, can I say something about Pizzagate real quick? Oh, sure, sure. This, okay, <laughs> so I actually started to buy into Pizzagate like a pretty decent amount a while ago. But all right, there's like two of the biggest, like most uh, considered like reputable Pizzagate conspiracy videos. I, I was like, I was watching them and I was buying into everything. And then all of a sudden they show this pizza place that I know everybody who works there. I know the owners. I've been in every crevice of that building and the ice cream place next door. And they we're, were talking, talking about Comet Ping Pong. Yeah, I no, but they, yeah, I know that, that it's like centralized around Comet Ping Pong, but they were talking about like uh, particularly Pizza Brain 
in Philadelphia and little okay. babies in these two videos. And I'm like, I know everyone who works here. Like I've been in the basements and every room in these buildings. Like I know all these people. So like, it just kind of, I was like, never mind. <laughs> I'm just gonna throw the whole thing away. <laughs> well, I don't know. I just thought that was funny. Philadelphia is one thing. I can't speak to that. The one they talk about in DC is the one. Yeah, that, it's called Yeah, that's the one that everybody talks about. With all the guy came in there, and it was a right wing guy. He shot the place up. Actually, what happened was that was a guy who shot. came in and shot the computer that had all the information on it. Really? They don't, they don't report that. They also don't report that they say, "Oh well, Comet Ping Pong doesn't have a basement." You've got James Alephantis, which is a an anagram for "I love children." I love children. Uh, yeah, that that is weird. That that is weird. In French, that literally. Right? It, no, it me, it's not even an anagram. It means that in French, j'aime means I like. L'enfance means children. Right, right, right. That's literally what it means. That's so nuts. And so they've got him in an interview talking about the, ba the literally he's talking about the basement in common ping pong. So, you know, I don't, here's what, here's, here's where I stand on the media. Really? I don't, I don't, oh yeah, for sure. There's the, a Law and Order episode about it. The media <laughs> is always in, uh, either trying to oppose what you're, you know, hearing with counter information, they're trying to hide, or they're trying to obviously block you from, you know, accessing or putting out more yourself. So, why do you think your Instagram got taken down? I guess how long ago was that? Like when it got deleted, or when it got yeah, what happened there? Ban? I still don't know to this day. There was never any explanation at all. I just woke up. No, I was already awake. It, it was still in the morning though. I just like went to go on Instagram and it wasn't there. It was deleted. And luckily it felt, it just felt really good. Like I had so many pages like telling all their followers to report it as a problem, like giving them directions, like go to report a problem, talk about how Namaste at home dad is like a beloved pillar in this community, blah, blah, blah. And I ended up getting it back. I think the next day or the same day, which is like unheard of. But they never told me why. They never said why it was deleted. There was no reason for it being deleted. And it's messed up because, like, Instagram doesn't even have, like, a help center. There's nobody that no, you can they don't. talk to. They don't. I was, which is they, they took psychotic. My, they took my live down for a month ramping up to Hillary's supposed poor date, which never happened. And I know people don't even post political stuff that have been banned from Instagram Live. But when you when I was banned, they had a little button that said report. And that's you just press the button and nothing happens. Exactly. Well, you know what? This still ties into this. My account, you know this, my accounts had this shadow ban, even though they refused to call it a shadow ban. But okay, I made a 9-11 meme last year on 9-11. Yeah. That was not I mean, obviously, it's a matter of interpretation, but it wasn't offensive. It was not even making fun of 9-11. And it got deleted. And when that happened, it cut my engagement overnight by four fifths. I have been, and it's still like that. I have been banned from the, I, like, I was literally completely banned from the Explore page up until like two months ago. And now I still only get like maybe like 100 hits on explore. I was getting like, it, it cut all of my numbers by four fifths, which is a ton. Like it completely sabotaged. I don't want to say completely sabotaged my career. Cause like, I'm still, you know, my page is oh, still no, growing. You're, you're, still you're but, yeah, you're going to be fine. Yeah. But cool. like, I should be at almost like a hundred thousand followers by now. You should my, be more than that, way more than that. Exactly. But just like, if I was doing all the same things I've been doing without that ban, 
I would be at that number right now. My, my posts at most can get 5,000 likes. My posts on average were getting, like the lowest number I could get at that point was like 5,000 likes. Yeah, you got the Explore page. But you know, here's what I've discovered about the Explore page. Explore page does not equal conversion to followers. Meaning you could have, mm. I see these things that have like 20,000 likes, but they've got 500 followers. They've got 5,000 followers. You know what I mean? Yeah. And versus, you know, my average is about 750 to 1500 a post on average likes. If it's a good post, I'll get 3000, but I never, which is insane. The... That's insane. Well, I never hit You're the so page. blocked. Oh it's no, bullshit. of course. What, what would be interesting. It would be so interesting to see what Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all these places look like without censorship. Right. Like what, who would be, well, you know, what the message is, what the content is, who would have the most followers. It's very suppressed. Well, here's the thing though. So I never, I never finished saying this. When, okay, that 9-11 meme, it did not go against Instagram guidelines and they brought it back. They were like, sorry, we don't know why we took this down. It actually didn't go against guidelines. We're putting it back up. Somebody reported but, it. Yeah, I think it just got like mass reported, but the ban never got taken off. So it's like, and I honestly, it's, it's weird to me how little the amount of posts that I've gotten deleted is. But here's like, the thing I, though, don't you know that, uh, the artificial intelligence can read fonts. Yeah. They can read yeah. it. So if it, it, yeah. even if you write about QAnon and it's not, you know, if it's, if it's anti even, it, you know, you're, you're flagged. It's, you have to be very careful what you're posting because even Q has dropped a post where it's like, format your memes like this, put giant squares at the corners so the artificial intelligence looks at it and says, oh, we don't have this in our database. Because what happens with the artificial intelligence? It does a few things. It can read the actual text, which is why Q says, hide the text, you know, make, the, make it as weird as possible. And the, it also, when it finds a problematic picture or meme, it stores it in its days of database and it recalls that yeah. picture and it says, uh -huh. okay, it is the same picture automatically banned. Yeah. I, and, then you, and then you've got people reporting it too. That's, you know, human eyes. But I don't get that many people reporting my memes. I never get posts deleted. It's very rare. That's why it doesn't make any sense that I got that ban. I think it was just because it was like 9-11 and that was like a big like, all right, hit her with a ban hammer. Like she made a 9-11 joke. Not okay. Too political. Because like I had only maybe had like four or five posts deleted prior to that. And there's like 2,000 plus memes that I had posted. It didn't make any sense. Because you see, like, those kind of, like, edgy, like, 4chan-esque yeah. pages that get stuff deleted all the time. And their shadow bands will go away every two weeks. But that one, it's never gone away. And I've actually gotten in touch with somebody who's, like, high up at Instagram. He's like, hey, like, I'm sorry. I don't really know what to tell you. Like, it's not, like, a typical shadow band. Like, I don't have hashtags banned or anything. But well, I was like, you, you, you may be I feel linked. like I'm being you gaslit. Be, well, you may be linked to, to too many problematic accounts. Is that a thing? Well, here's the thing. It looks at your total signature online. It's like an, it's your network to all these other characters, your own. If you have other accounts, it, it takes into that account as well. I'm sure it reads that I'm posting my political accounts to my flow. Because the thing is, I- Ew, stop I, reposting me. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I'm saying like, I'm sure this is an artificial intelligence using a quantum computer. This is something that can see an incalculable amount of probabilities into the future and say, this play, this is leaning this way. This is a left page. This is a right page. All these people, yeah. you know, the people that may hate your content, hate you, may not even agree with you, will repost your content. Or, you know what I mean? Like when you are, yeah. when you're putting your truth out there, you're attracting adherence to your truth. 
but you're also attracting detractors. They also know your, they, they believe in your truth, but they hate your truth. Uh, they, Plus, they, people can interpret things however they want. I had some incels repost my meme. I deleted it. The red pill meme. I saw some incel pages posting it like unironically, which I kind of knew would happen. That's why I made it pictures of Obama. But still, yeah, like people can interpret things however they want. And they maybe, do. Maybe it was one of my joke pages that reposted it. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> did you, did you, did, was one called Disinfo Wars? Um, I saw that one, but I didn't think it was an in incel page. That's not I just thought page. it was. That's a conspiracy that's yours. page. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to get an InfoWars tattoo on sticker tattoo on my ass. InfoWars? Yeah, I want an InfoWars sticker <laughs> tattoo on my ass. I don't have any tattoos, but I want just that one. Oh, that's cool. I don't have any tattoos either. Right. What's your sign? Taurus. Cancer. Are you Cancer? Yep. You are. Yeah, we already talked about this before. Cancer is my favorite sign. I don't know. For boys. A, yeah, I don't know if I have a favorite. <laughs> I'm attracted to fire signs. I've noticed, but I don't have a favorite a favorite particular one. Uh, let's see. I got some more questions here. We're running out of time. I've got to wrap it up. Do okay. we have Do we have time for the PCP story, or should we save that for next? That's time? long. Okay, we'll save that. We'll save That's that for long. next time. Yeah. And I think that'll go with the theme of the next one. Oh, you uh, already have that in mind. I'm so excited about. Oh yeah. Oh no. I've got uh, uh, with you. There's lots of content. Um, yeah, this is good. So another thing, when I first reached out to you. Obviously, I, I, I admire what you were doing. I thought you were cool. And there was a lot of other people in the beginning. I'm like, man, these people could all benefit from floating. Like, they don't even know it. But like, let, me, <laughs> I know, let, me, fun. let me get these people some free floats. And so like you and some, some other memers, and I won't name them, but uh, none of them. Like, and they were female and male, not just all females. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, and, and none of them in the area I live in. So it wasn't like, oh, I'm going to hang out with this chick. But yeah. uh, no, I wanted. I, I, what, what I realized with, with was like, wow, floating is taking my life to the next level. Like, let me see these people who are like creating content, which is like affecting oh. hundreds of thousands, if not millions of people. Like that was my mission with John. I get it. Like, okay, I'm going to raise his vibration by yeah. giving him the tools to do it himself. And then by virtue of that, his content will just become higher vibing at uh, his own version of it. And it's the same thing with you. And so, I tried and tried and tried. And the offer still stands with Matt K. Floats in Philadelphia. Shout out. I was going to actually, I think I was going to message you about that yesterday. It was like yeah. before you even reached I, out to me I've, about the podcast. I've, I've, set, out, I've set up way <laughs> before having a podcast. This wasn't even about having I know. a podcast. No, I know. No, not, not because of that. I thought that if I brought it up, you had messaged me. I had planned on messaging you. You messaged me first. And I thought it was going to sound like shallow if I was like, Oh yeah, and I totally meant to float. So like, is that still available? Do you get what I'm saying? I thought like yeah, the timing yeah. would have sounded. No, it's fine. Like. Any doesn't matter. You can still do it. Just you know, it's. I can do it whenever. Yeah, with Matt K at uh, East Coast Float Spa in Philadelphia. Perfect. But uh, so that, that that that's what I was talking about. So I initially wanted to help all these people out. You were one of them, and a bunch of times I tried and I just gave up. And uh, so here we are. <laughs> We, we, we were going to talk about floating. Oh, that was the hope one day, but you still haven't floated. So one day- I reject your notion to enlighten me. That's fine. You're, <laughs> no. you're already enlightened. You, listen, I already know you're a light worker that has forgotten that. You're just uh, waking up to that fact. Uh, <laughs> it's, you can see it in the work you do. You're living your truth. You are helping people left and right, passing out all kinds of things online and sending things to people that help them out. The, 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 what is it the fentanyl or the narcan, the narcan and fentanyl test strips also anyone listening to this podcast can reach out to me and i can mail it to you if you live in the u.s for free cool cool so um, <laughs> do, do you have any like 
quick, fun psychedelic stories to tell before we wrap it up here? Um, I have the, I saw a UFO on acid one. And I also have like an interesting one about a bunch of dogs saving me. <laughs> you tell aliens me what, or dogs? Uh, well, I tend to gravitate towards the aliens, but uh, I'm going to let you decide. Alien story. Even though I feel like everyone who follows me who's listening is like, oh, not again. Okay, alien or dogs, dogs. Okay. All right. So, this, uh, all right. So, I was with maybe like three of my friends, like my best girlfriend and these like two cool older guys. And we were in these woods near my house and we were planning on taking this acid that was like notoriously really strong. And, um, we all took it at the same time and all three of them started tripping so hard and I felt nothing like for so long. You're already enlightened. And, yeah. Yeah. It just doesn't affect me. I'm like Ram Dass, exactly. <laughs> that guy that he met, yeah, whatever. I haven't read that in a long ass time. Anyways. Um, so yeah, like it had been like an hour. We'd been walking around there just like tripping balls and I'm like, this is so annoying. Why did I get the beat piece? And I was like, it was starting to get dark, but I like, they were all like laughing really loud. I had like known the woods pretty well because I had been like smoking blunts there and playing soccer there since I was five. The soccer, not the blunts. Um, <laughs> but uh, I was like, I gotta pee. I'm gonna go walk off into the woods a little bit and find a place to pee. And then I'll come meet you guys in like two seconds. Also, my phone was dead, but it, again, I thought the acid wasn't gonna work and it wasn't really a threat to me, so. Uh, okay, so I like walk not too far, but like a little, I don't know, like it probably wasn't far at all, but the acid ended up being this strong. I walk off a little bit and as soon as I squat down to pee, it looked like the acid hit me so fucking hard, dog. Like <laughs> it looked like all the trees, like picture the trees as if it were waves in the ocean. It looked like they all moved back and then like came forward in a wave and then like shuffled themselves all around and as soon as that happened i was like i am fucking lost <laughs> like just like panic and i normally never have like bad trips whatsoever like it's usually always really like enlightening and i'm like wow like everything that's happening is meant to happen like earth is so wonderful and beautiful and life is amazing but i was like oh my god i'm so fucking lost i have no idea where i am like i started freaking out and uh I like get up and I start walking and it starts getting dark really fast. Like, I don't know. As soon as I walked into the woods, it started, it just became really dark. So I'm like walking around, like calling my friends names. I can't hear them. I can't find them anywhere. I remember this guy in like a red, like jogging suit. I remember because he reminded me, if you ever saw Donnie Darko, he reminded me of like the guy who was like jogging and watching um, Donnie Darko and that chick hook up in the woods. It's like the same outfit. Oh, yeah, he, yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. So that guy from Donnie Darko <laughs> um, is like jogging by it. And I'm like, hey, did you see this group of people? Like, blah, blah, blah. He's like, no, sorry. Um, I'm still walking around, which, and again, my phone was said, it seemed like forever, but it was probably like 15, 20 minutes, but it seemed like a really long time. I'm just like walking around, like looking for anybody and I can't find anyone. And eventually I just like give up and I sit down in the middle of the woods I just like squat like not fetal position but like half-baked fetal position like I had like my arms wrapped around my knees and I'm just sitting there kind of like rocking back and forth like a fucking baby ass bitch 
And all of a sudden, in a single file line, like 15 dogs just like file in through the woods. And like, I stand up, I, I just like stand up and they're all like coming up to me and like jumping on me, but not in a way that's like made me freak out or anything. They're just wild dogs? No, listen. <laughs> Just, yeah, there's like 15 dogs. And then it was, it literally, they came in like a single file line and they all like surround me and they're being really friendly, like licking my hand and like whatever. And then all of a sudden they like form a perfect circle around me. <laughs> like they all like leave, they, like they come, go away from me and they sit in a perfect circle around me. And I remember like turning around 360. I'm like, what the, f there's no way that this is happening. Like what the fuck is going on? And then they get back in the single file line and start walking back the way that they came. And I'm like, I guess I'll follow these dogs because I don't know, it just seems like what I should do right now. And like, we walked for like a good 10 minutes, I don't know, a while, like a decent amount of time, not just like two seconds, maybe like 10 minutes. And they, there's like a group, like a huge group of people, like, like seven or eight or like 10 people. And they're like, oh my God, like, how did you find all of our dogs? I was like, what is going on? They were like, all of a sudden, like they were at like a, the dog park part of the woods in the front. They were like, all of a sudden, all of our dogs just ran away at the same time and ran into the woods. And they were like, <laughs> I was like, oh my God, they saved me. And I like told them that and they were like, okay. And I was like, can I please borrow your phone? And I like borrowed one of the people's phones and called my best friend and they came and met up with me. This is how I know it really happened. So <laughs> um, I call my friends, I tell them where I am, they come and meet me. And we start like walking again and I'm telling them what happened. And they're like, you are on acid. Like that didn't happen. And then like a few minutes later, I see the Donnie Darko guy. And he was like, um, why were you sitting in the, why were those dogs sitting in a perfect circle around you in the woods? That looks so crazy. So I know what happened. <laughs> so let me ask you this. You, were you, were you genuinely in distress at that point but right before the yeah. dogs like you had that energy of distress yes yes i was fucking like rap rocking back and forth i don't do stuff like that right i don't right. know i just so you I were like, like sending out this giant magnified signal on acid of distress and the dogs yeah. uh they surrounded that yeah they they, they neutralized <laughs> you by creating a circle that's a crazy story first i thought well maybe they're attracted to the urine but nope because you weren't you weren't <laughs> peeing though right you were just chilling. no that was like a while before Right. So yeah, they were attracted by your distress. Yeah. Oh, that's crazy. I, oh, yeah, you, that's the crazy thing about psychedelics and animals. When I, I do this with people, I do this with people's pets. I will take acid and I will sit with their animals and, yes. they'll, and they'll, then they'll tell me something. They'll say, oh, I want this. They need to stop feeding me this or, or uh, <laughs> I'm the boss of this house and you need to put that dog in the cage. Or, you know what I mean? The cat will tell me that. I I've cured... I cured my cat's anxiety by taking ecstasy. I didn't give the cat ecstasy. Um, so I had, I still have her. Well, she's at my parents' house. Her name is Susan. And she used to have such bad anxiety. Like she would hide from anybody. She would run at like the smallest sound, even all of us. We had her for like years, like three or four years. And she was still terrified of all of us. The first night I ever took ecstasy, um, I came home and she had just happened to be walking past the front door. And normally she would have bolted, but she like stops and looks at me and immediately starts purring her fucking ass off, rubbing all over me. 
following me to like every room. I remember I went to the kitchen and like made food or something. She's like hopping on the counter to like rub on my arms and stuff. Follows me up to my room. And she had never done anything like this. Like no, the you, polar opposite. You freed her. She follows, huh? You freed her with unconditional love. I also smoked her out. So <laughs> <laughs> she like follows me to my room and hops in bed with me. And I was like smoking a joint out the window. And I was like, and I don't recommend that anyone else do this. Like, I kind of think it's fucked up. It depends on the person and animal, but like, I think it's fucked up sometimes like when certain people like smoke their animals out and like the animal clearly like, doesn't want it. And it's like dog, but I got, I got a friend who has a dog where whether it's vape or weed, I will blow it in the dog's face. And the, like the dog, the dog is happy to see me because he knows weed's going to be smoked for one thing. So, yeah. then I, but then I'll sit there and, <laughs> and the dog, I will blow it in the dog's face and he will like chomp it, chomp the air like he's trying to eat it. That's so funny. So he wants to get stoned. Yeah, I, I, I smoked her out and I only did it that one time, but like she fucking loved it. Like she was like so stoned, like so happy and then was never the same. I mean, like in, she never had anxiety again. She was like super loving and like. It was crazy. It was like a night and day difference, literally, just from that one night. I believe it. I've seen it. Yeah. And uh, unfortunately, I've got to get back to work here. Uh, I've got Boring. Floaters. I know. I've got floaters. Huh. I want to leave it on a good story, though. A high yeah, note. Yeah, it's good. Cats and dogs and, and memes and drugs. They all Everyone go together. Everybody's a fan. Do you have anything, <laughs> you want to, anything you're working on? Anything you want to uh, plug or promote right now? Good question. Um, I think I'm about to, not, nothing crazy. I think I'm about to launch a bunch of more t-shirts and prints. There's no projects I can think of. Oh, I, I mean, I have an interview coming out that's like a big thing for Instagram. Tell me how Instagram still has me shadow banned, but somebody at Insta who works at Instagram said that my account is the future of Instagram. Like, are you fucking kidding me? Well, I'm, I'm surprised you say you're shadow banned when you said you got the hookup that got you out of Instagram jail. He, he like didn't though i mean he's like he's tried he's like he's great like that guy's awesome also if any meme people are listening to this like if you need help with your meme account uh, i could connect you to that guy but yeah, yeah he he doesn't he told me he doesn't really know what's going on because like the algorithm is not in control by people it's kind of has a mind of its own he said it's like constantly changing every day and they don't even really know what entirely well i can guarantee you there's certain things that uh and i don't i don't want to go long here but you know yeah, yeah. For, for a couple days the hashtag sun sun the sun was blocked you couldn't and there's a whole thing about bill gates That's so and, symbolic and, and technology <laughs> trying to block the sun and but yeah no exactly it is symbolic and uh, i get it why adrenochrome and frazzle drip these horrible horrible things are you know shadow banned and blocked but man you know what? What the world? What it would? Yeah, what the world would be if we weren't, uh, you know, controlled with our technology? But uh, it is what it is. So I don't want to go down a dark hole. I want to end on a high note. And plus, I got people coming to float. So we will talk again when you yeah, float. Yeah, do it again. Yeah, we're gonna definitely talk again. We'll have a post-float conversation. Okay. I have so many other things I want to talk about. Always a pleasure. Uh, you're one of my favorite people of all time. Not just of memes, but uh, you are the Dang. queen. You are the queen meme. So. Uh, Joelle slash uh, Namaste at Home Dad. Check her out on Instagram. One of the best, one of the most creative and truthful individuals you'll ever meet. Thanks again. Always appreciate it. Bye. Bye-bye. See ya. See ya.